Hey, gorgeous. This is episode number 31. Hi, this is Dana Ferrand, and you're listening to Heart Cells Podcast with Christine Solansky. Enjoy. Well, I am pumped to have Dana Ferrand back today at Heart Cells Podcast. Last In the last episode, we covered how to go from dormant to dominatrix. I think that's quite an interesting episode. You should be listening to it if you have not already. You find all the show notes, the transcripts, and the resources we are talking about at christineschlonsky.com. And Dana will talk to us today about the way you can invite clients to buy from you. And she describes this with the most luxurious party you can ever imagine. So tune in and have fun because she is all about ditching the push, the hustle and the grind and to connect to your authentic inner power and confidence so that you basically can unleash your inner dominatrix. Dana is totally committed in living a life in her feminine power and she also helps others to connect to theirs um, and she does that through speaking and coaching. She is a two-time best-selling author and a two-time award-winning speaker. So I'm very excited to have her on the show. Welcome back, Dana. Hi, Dana. I'm so happy you are back. Uh, welcome to Heart Cells again. <laughs> uh, my pleasure. I love hanging out with you. Yeah, I loved our last conversation about the confidence piece and how the energy switches when people are really, really excited about what they do, how they can support um, their potential client. And then as you described it, like really go just into their head, shut everything off and operate from... Yeah, just from their brain, basically, so the other person doesn't feel loved and cared for like they did before. So let's mm -hmm. talk a little bit about these energy and these shifts and, and why the other person gets then pushed away and is probably not going to buy from that amazing person. Yeah. So, you know, the shift often happens out of our, our internal judgments of ourselves, right? So, and, and typically this brings up all the money stuff. It's wow. fabulous. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, our, our thoughts about money, the judgments of, you know, it's not right. I should be doing this, especially if you're doing something that's a service-based therapy kind of thing. Maybe you think, well, you know, if I was really kind, I would just give it away. I'm charging too much. There's those thought processes come in and all of a sudden you are feeling all the feelings. You're feeling, you know, triggered. Uh, I'm not good enough. Who am I to ask for this? They'll never say yes. And, and then that ends up getting projected onto the client. And really what we need to do, of course, the deeper work is to, to move those things out. But Temp, you know, while you're learning to move that out, you can be dropping back into that space of like, okay, what if, what if I was to have the conversation with this person with no expectation of whether they were going to buy or not? And I'm making them an offer. And I love thinking of it in terms of, I am inviting you to the most exclusive party, this beautiful, luxurious party that you are going to 
love being part of, and you're going to be just bragging to all your friends because you got the exclusive invite, right? This is a small party. We're only inviting like 20, 30 people and you get one of the invites. When I think of it in terms of that, to me, like you can feel, I can see your reaction because <laughs> we're on video. I can see you just like, oh, that's yummy, right? Like it's really good. And that's the thing. It's like, especially if we're making offers of, of working one-to-one, to think of it that way. You're inviting them to a very exclusive party. And who doesn't want to be get invited to something that's very exclusive you're one of the few right the inside scoop everybody loves that kind of thing Uh and so we start thinking in terms of how that serves them not just in the fact of what you're going to do for them but just just that invitation piece if i invite you to what we're doing from that energy who's not going to want to say yes yeah yeah Right. Yeah. yeah, it's a whole different energy. And I, I think people need to be a little bit more aware of it. Like, how mm-hmm. do I approach a conversation? How do I make sure to stay in my heart, in my core? How, how do I stay authentic? I, you know, I remember when I started my sales career, like about 15 years ago or something, um, the very first calls I had to make, like cold calls to CEOs, company owners, um, general managers. And who was I, right? I just had my first job. That was my more or less my second job. And then I had to talk to all these successful people. And I had to ask for like a really big chunk of money. That was a lot for me. Or I was like, thinking like, wow, if that would be on my account, I would be happy, <laughs> right? And, you know, like just feeling that fear mm-hmm. and kind of pushing through it. And I had, the, I, I had the view that because I was asking this high amount where other people, you know, could buy a really nice car, that I was, that I needed to be super serious, so I didn't laugh. I didn't make any jokes. I was like super. <laughs> it's like, serious money you're asking serious. for. Yes. Right? No. And I acted <laughs> this way. So I still was successful, but I never understood. Like I had a colleague and she was always laughing. And I was like, how could you, right? How could you? <laughs> and it took me so long to actually go into the space to start to enjoy the conversation, mm-hmm. to have like, you, you know, a cool conversation, a fun conversation. And it, you know, once I started, I remember the first times I was like, okay, in my next call, I'm going to try to love. <laughs> it made it even more difficult. Um, but, you know, opening up to that, because I took it so serious, like it's not, mm-hmm. it's a game. Like it is whole life is a game. And that was such a big shift. Yeah. Um, so I can really feel when we talk about that energy, like looking back at where I started at, like just the theory of you could have fun in a conversation <laughs> and even sell something like what a concept, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and that's the funny thing is like, I think in the beginning, you know, the, the need to make the sale feels so heavy and serious and, you know, oh my God, I, I have to do this. I have to make this work. And, and so you, you, it's hard to let go. It's hard to loosen up and just be present in the call. 
And then, you know, as you start getting some success, it gets easier to feel mm. that freedom. And, and yet the freedom is, is the very thing we need to start with is that sense of it's okay if I don't make the sale. Yeah. So what if, what if I don't focus on making the sale and I just focus on making that conversation and the super sexy fun offer to be at the exclusive party? Mm-hmm. And we yeah. look at, you know, the, how do I want to feel in this conversation? How do I want to show up in this conversation as opposed to what's the outcome? How do I close the person? Right. I hate that term, right? How yeah. do I close yeah. them? Well, it's such a common term, but yeah. It I'm, is a common term, but it's harsh, yeah. right? Like how do I, yeah. how do I close them? How do I like slam them into my <laughs> trap? Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's, that's what people, that's what people fear. And then there's also, you know, this kind of, I call it like neediness energy. Mm-hmm. So when oh you're goodness. so focused and like, I have to close this deal, yes. then you, you put that neediness. Into which, which becomes like the, you know, the single woman at the bar who's just desperate to find somebody oh, in the middle. Yeah. Get her. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's horrible. So like people not, not putting that out there, like really focusing on the fun part on getting mm-hmm. to know the person, really figuring out, Maybe I don't even want them at my exclusive party, but I haven't asked the right questions yet. And that's, that brings up another piece. I love that about maybe I don't want them. Uh-huh. So that's another great mindset piece is like, if you start thinking in terms of you are also interviewing them, yeah. is this an ideal fit for you? And when, when you're willing to say no to people, it shifts everything. When you're willing to, you know, you have somebody and I, and I, will force myself to do it sometimes like in the, in the beginning, if I'm like feeling kind of nervous or whatever, then I force myself to say no, if it's not a hundred percent ideal. Um, even, even if it's like, okay, I'm kind of stressed for money right now. I'm like, no, I have to say no, because it's so important. As soon as I say no, two things happen. One, I tell my brain that there's an abundance in the universe, so much abundance that I'm able to say no to this person is not an ideal fit. Two, I prove to myself that I am only going to take on the people who are great. And so it kind of reaffirms why I'm doing this. And then the third, if it's not a super ideal fit, that word kind of gets out that, you know, I'm not going to take just anybody. I'm, I'm looking for the right person. So it makes them feel at ease. And I've had a lot of my no's send me referrals. Yeah. Yeah, as great, I said, no. Great, really, really great point. Yeah, and also, you know, if you have this exclusive party, you want that exclusive party to be amazing, right? And it has to be exclusive if you're gonna, you know, say yeah. it's exclusive, right? Yeah. It can't be open to everyone and be exclusive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's you know, it's not serving. So I, for example, if I feel like somebody's not the perfect match, you know, I try to give them some kind of resource if I mm-hmm. know. Um, somebody I can refer them to because they Absolutely. might vibe together yeah. and be perfect or, you know, giving them like an, a, a book idea or a course or whatever. So oh, yeah. they, they really, they get served. So it's not just because you say no to somebody to work at this exclusive level and maybe one-on-one coachings or whatever it might be that, um, it really makes you stronger when you're really, really picky about mm-hmm. your clients. Mm-hmm. And I also love the energy because once you got the right clients into the door and you work with them, it's so rewarding for you as yes. well. 
Yes. Because when you're working with your ideal client, it feels yes. fun every day. Yeah. Um, and then I just, I was thinking, so one of my other things, of course, pulling on this whole dominatrix theme, um, I, I love this piece from, from that world in that as a dominatrix, I was in high demand, high demand. And not because I was like the best in the top of my field and all those kinds of things. It's just the reality is there are way more people looking for a good dominatrix than those that are available. And so I love bringing that energy into everything else and, and teaching my clients. It's like, what if, what if you could imagine that there were people lined up begging to work with you? How selective would you be if you knew there was a lineup of people? Oh, and that's the thing. So right, as right. a dominatrix, I was extremely picky. I was like, you know, if I didn't like somebody, I wasn't going to work with them. I wasn't going to play with them because there's way more people <laughs> to pick from. Yeah. And, and the reality is there are, there are way more people, whatever your business, there's lots to pick from. So be selective. Yeah. Great. Really, really great point. And it's, I call it my soulmate clients. Mm -hmm. We all have like different words for it, but you know, yeah. if it's not aligned, then I, I, I know I will regret yeah. it if I do it and they will not have um, the best time they could have. And then also I want to make sure that they get the results, right? Because they right. run around and tell everybody, well, she's really great. And if it's not your ideal client, they might not be as happy because it's, they don't really do the work. Like you want them to do the work. Yeah, it's something to be really, really mindful of in sales as well, that we obviously we need to deal with rejection that people say no to us. But mm -hmm. also the other part of that coin is that you need to say no to people if they're not a fit. Yes. Right. And, and when you go in with that, then the conversation can be a mutual interview. Yeah. And, you know, and then all the pressure is off. You can, you can yeah. laugh, you can be yourself, you can have fun and you want to be yourself in that interview. Cause if they don't like who you really are, they might be kind of shocked when you get onto the first conversation, like they're real, yeah. <laughs> get into the juice oh, of it. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And it's so hard, you know, it's so hard to be somebody else, right? Because, yeah. you know, you see that persona that you think you have to be like, I was, in my sales job when I started, I thought, <laughs> you know, I have to be like this. This is how business is done. And, you know, this is how I don't even know. I didn't even learn it. It was just something that I picked up somewhere. And mm -hmm. then I was so super serious. Like, wow, like, can you imagine like, spending the whole day being super serious? I mean, how boring is that? <laughs> oh, suck the joy right out of it. <laughs> I know, I know. And you, you know, I mean, you spend so much time at work and now it's like I do something I love and it doesn't, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't matter. It's like the own, my own schedule. I do what I want. I have a great time. And I'm quite sure that you run your business the same way. Yeah. That you know, you just have something to get up to in the morning and to be excited about, right? Like today, yeah. I decided like at ten o'clock. Oh well, let's just go for a walk in nature. You know, because my calendar did allow it, and then I just took two hours off to go out with my dogs. Like, I mean, I that's it. so perfect. Yeah. Um, so giving yourself that space to make those decisions. Um, and to also find kind of harmony and, and balance in what you do. Mm -hmm. 
So what are you doing when you, or how do you find harmony in, in your business and life? You know, I think there's a real similarity there that I, I will take the time. I, I function more from a flow with the energy because a lot of what I do is, is high level energy work. And so I need time to replenish. Um, I have different ways of meditating. They're more in the realm of moving meditation. So I love taking some time to dance to what I would call the rhythm of the earth. Mm. So it's tuning in and just really intuitive movement, no set, you know, I'm not like thinking about how I want to move, but that allows me to, you know, to really drop in and reconnect in a, in a deep way. Having time, like one of my things is my husband's always grouching at me, but I take about a half hour in the shower. <laughs> so that's my space, right? The, yeah, the right. water, the ions, yeah. just, it's like, And the, you know that's where my my ideas come in and the flow and so I have lots of time for being creative because that replenishes me and I, you know I make a point of watching how much time that I'm in front of a screen because being in front of a computer screen can be quite draining for me so it's it's finding the flow and you know there are days like today I'm booked back to back with meetings and things yeah whatever. And then tomorrow I've got two hours off in the afternoon. So, you know, I'm going to go for a walk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. So I, th I think also like self care is a very important piece because sales is holistic and mm -hmm. many people just see that, you know, sales make money done. Um, but if you don't feel good, you don't show up mm -hmm. fully right? If you maybe, you know, or if you, you feel exhausted, like how you're going to bring the energy into the conversation, how yeah. you show your potential client, what are you all about? Um, yeah. So we, we just said or discussed like some ideas what people could do, but they also need to allow themselves to take that space. And I yeah. know that a lot of people in the audience are very driven <laughs> so what would you suggest that like a driven person who loves to have a medium to long to-do list that's <laughs> <laughs> accomplished when they can check off how, how yeah. can they give themselves permission to take a whole day off or to stay an afternoon in bed if they feel like it or be in the shower like half an hour instead of those five minutes like how can they start um, showing up more for themselves? I think the first thing is to, you know, to start to look at, okay, what nourishes my soul? What feeds me? And, you know, don't worry about changing your behavior just yet. Just start, you know, a list. Because if you like it, the list, then start a list. Um, is it music? Is it a walk? Is it um, painting? Is it um, going and participating in some really rigorous physical activity? You know, what is it? It's different for everybody. So you got to look at what is it that just recharges your batteries, being with people, not being with people, you know, what is it? And start having that list. And then what I would say is that it's to look at incremental changes. So aim for 1% change, 1% change per week. So if you shift the amount of time that you spend with yourself for yourself in these replenishing activities, 
by 1% of your schedule, you're starting to nudge that movement along. Yeah. And, and it doesn't feel as intimidating to just suddenly go, I'm going to take a day off. Because for a driven person to just suddenly take a day off, and you know, as a recovered, well, recovering, <laughs> let's be <laughs> recovering workaholic, <laughs> um, you know, there was when I was first really, really driven, for me to take a day off would be so anxiety provoking that it, it wasn't helpful. You know, people would be like, oh, you need to rest, you need to take a day off. I'd take a day off and I'd be like antsy because there's that to-do list. It's not getting done. And so the movement being subtle, you can adjust to it and, you know, shift the programs in your brain. Hmm. Interesting. So would you say that um, also this, um, this being like super driven, might that be also motivated by a fear of not succeeding? Absolutely. And that would be my other thing is like, let's look at what's going on underneath that, yeah. which might require somebody helping you or, you know, you having some reflective time. Okay. So what happens if you're not accomplishing? What do you lose? What's really going on underneath there? Are you afraid of failing? Are you afraid of success? Are you afraid of being alone with your thoughts? You know, is it scary for you to just be? Um, there's like so many possibilities of what that could be. You know, for me, it was that I didn't want to look at how bad my relationship was. And so if I was not driven to the point of distraction, mm. then I would then I would have to look at that. And so you know, I knew it was distraction from that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a really, really good point. And it's also, it could be that, you know, the fear of failing, the fear of not making the money you need to pay your bills or the fear, um, yeah, of just not having enough um, mm -hmm. also could put you into the drive, drive, drive mode. And the interesting thing is um, that when you have more fun in your life, when you, when you have more, harmony and you know, <laughs> things are in better flow somehow you make more money have you experienced yeah. that absolutely well yeah. it, you know i always love telling people it's like to think about money as a person and your life <clears throat> is a party or a potential party and and so if you're having a party and you're inviting money then think about what your life is right now and what type of party, how would you have to describe the party to money? It's like, okay, so we're going to sit around. We're going to force ourselves to make phone calls. We're not <laughs> going to have any fun. We're not going to, don't you dare smile. No, no, we're not going to put any music on. We're just going to stare at each other. There's not going to be any food. There's not going to be any drinks, nothing, right? Money's going to be like, uh, I'm going down the street. Bob's having this party. He's got margaritas and a little conga line going on. It's like, it's quite fun. So uh, I'll see you later. <laughs> right. That's such a great story. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, so it's easier to attract money in when you're having fun. It's also easier to make sales conversations when you're having fun and playing. People yeah. want to be around people who are fun. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What a, what a great point. So is there anything to, to finish off by side that obviously people want to check out your um, book and the, the free chapter they can get on your page um, in a dominatrix.com. Is there anything you want to finish off with? I think, you know, one of the things I would just say is to, to give yourself time. Like 
I think for most people, this highly driven personality, especially is like looking for the instant results. Um, and I, I would move the target out and say, what if you looked at making radical changes, but over two years instead yeah. of tomorrow? Yeah. So that there's a little more space and a little more ease to make those incremental changes. You know, yes, you can work with somebody and move things along a lot faster, but even for the mindset and the mentality, just to think, okay, well, what if I was to be able to get there in two years instead of tomorrow? Yeah. And what if on the way, on the path, everything would be okay? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah making, it, making it easier, making space for it to be fun along the way. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Dana. It was so much fun to have you back on. And yeah, thanks for all the wisdom that you shared with us. Oh, my pleasure. Wow, now I have all these pictures in my heart of this luxurious party. And what that's lots and lots of pictures. I hope you are feeling the same and you're really inspired by that idea. I will definitely put that into action and put that into my clients' conversations because I think it's going to put the feeling of sales into a new category where you are actually... Um, tapping into such positive, wonderful, high vibe feelings that it really will support you on your journey to have more amazing client conversations, to make more sales, to add to your bottom line and to really have the lifestyle and the business of your dreams. So I'm um, thank you so much, Dana, for this amazing interview. And you can check out the show notes, the transcript, the resources we talked about at christineschlonsky.com. Have a really, really great time in trying on these new ideas. Have a wonderful day wherever you are in this beautiful world. And bye for now. <music>